Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sports Kings right here, streaming live on Podbean.com. I am your host, Mean Gene Sports Machine, getting you ready for our post-week 14 analysis highlight. You name it, we're going to talk about it. Dustin Pfeiffer should be joining me here shortly. But, man, doubleheader last night in the NFL Monday Night Football. You know, I didn't think that it was a great idea, but it turned out to be a hell of an idea because none of the teams that I thought was going to win won. And the same thing goes for Dustin because we both had opposite teams winning the games last night. We also talk about some of the breaking news going on in the NFL, if you are a Chargers fan, you may not want to hear what we are going to discuss because Justin Herbert, oh my goodness, not that he was killing the stats or, you know, racking up wins for the Chargers, but man, uh, devastating news for the Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert, we'll talk about that in a little bit, of course. Also, the NFL standings, we will get into those standings and kind of just let you know exactly what we think is going to happen, what could happen. The remaining uh, games here, we're going into week 15. I mean, it's a crazy schedule this week. You got your Thursday night football and three Saturday games and then the remaining Sunday games and of course Monday games. So it's going to be spread out over a couple of days. So just kind of get ready here because this is, you know, it's late. We're getting into the holidays and it's just it's, it's, it's just interesting how things are developing in the NFL and, and uh, we're going to keep you up to date with everything that we can. So let me go ahead. I just saw him on and as uh, soon as he pops up here. So let's see here. Uh, my co-host, folks, he covers the Carolina Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets for Valley Sports Southeast. Dustin Pfeiffer, what's up, man? Dustin, can you hear me? Hey, I got you. Can you hear me, Gene? I got you loud and clear, brother. Come on in. Come on in strong hey, listen, today, man. We got a I, lot I, to talk about. Another NFL week is in the books, and we got a lot to talk about. And as always, there is no shortage of storylines when it comes to the NFL. None. It, 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 you know what, Dustin? And I was just letting the listeners know that, look, I was not happy or thrilled about the doubleheader Monday night game, you know, especially with them being on at the same time, you know, uh, but it turned out to be, it turned out to be a great evening of football. It did. It, it, it was a weird dynamic to have both games on at the same time. I tried to go back and forth. I was also working a Hornets game, but tried to have them on both TVs. Also tried to watch some of the Manning cast, <laughs> but it is a weird dynamic to have them both on at the same time, especially when those games get close in the fourth quarter and you're trying to keep up with both of them, oh, I, I'm, I'm sure it came out as a success for them because it was two good games. But I just don't know if this is something they need to do going forward, Gene. If, if, well, I, first yeah, of all, I even, let's, keep, let's keep it at one for Monday night. Let's probably. keep but it at going, one. But, man, it, if you're it, it going was to interesting. do two, yeah, you got to stagger the times. I mean, you got to well, at least stagger the time. Look, because everyone is not set up logistically like we are, Dustin. You know, that's I mean, right, we can that's watch. Right. You know, we can watch two NFL games and an NBA game or whatever, or a college basketball game. Everybody else is not set up like that. You have to go to a sports bar, which costs you money. Now, you can go to right. Dustin Pfeiffer's house there in Charlotte. You can come <laughs> to my house here in Houston. You know, look, you can, it, you don't have to pay to, to watch these games with us, but man, 
I found my eyeballs kind of going all over the place last night because, you know, it was just an interesting game last night. So let's let's just jump right on into it. Okay, so you had the Tennessee Titans versus the Miami Dolphins. That game was on on one channel. Then you had the Green Bay Packers and the New York Giants on another channel. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, because I had I was watching the Titans, or at least I had the sound up on the Dolphins. Titans game, but if, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Dustin, I believe uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman was covering the Packers in the Giants game. Am I right? That that's correct. It was Joe uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman for that game, and then the other game you had Chris Fowler and Dan Orlovsky, and I, is it the third guy? I forget. Is it Lewis Riddick? I forget who the third. Yeah, Lewis. Yeah, Lewis Riddick. So yeah. you know, because look here, that game was more interesting because of course it's, it's the Dolphins. They they had the better record of the four teams that played, and there was a lot on the line last night so why don't we just go ahead and start start with that game me yeah. and you were texting each other back and forth you know all night uh watching these games here dustin and, and i just gotta say the miami dolphins man um uh, i don't know who said this but somebody said this uh coach said that we got to be the dumbest football team ever was that like one of the oak uh, the oakland raiders coaches said that many years ago <laughs> Yeah, listen, listen, this goes down. I think I heard some people say it. This goes down as one, probably the biggest upset of the season. I think Miami was 13 and a half point favorites going into this game. They're trying to get a win, which would allow them to hold on to the number one seed at this moment. Mm. So to lose a game like this, Gene, it, it, there's no other way to describe it except incredible. Because again, listen, it was a sloppy game. You know, Tyreek Hill gets banged up early. Mm -hmm. You got some turnovers on both sides. The game's close going to the fourth quarter. But when a team like Miami goes up by two scores, 14 points with, I think, what'd you say, three minutes left. Two, two, yeah, and two still minutes and finds a way, Yeah, and finds a way to lose that game at home against a bad football team, it's one of the more shocking things that could happen around the league. And there's not much stuff that does shock you in the NFL because any team, regardless of their record, can win a game. But when you're one of the best teams and you're up 14 with less than three minutes left, it's incredible that they blew that game. And listen, Gene, that is a game. Like, we can't sit here and just sugarcoat it and say, well, they're still in control of the AFC East. They still got plenty of stuff ahead of them. This is a game that could come back to haunt them come oh, playoff yeah. time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, and, and critical. We we criticized the Dolphins early on in the year for saying that, you know, look, they 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 when they play good teams, they can't beat them. But when they play bad teams, yeah, they can beat them. This is a game at home. You have to win this game. You already saw what happened to the Chiefs, right? You know, and and, and yeah. the Bills are, you know, below you there. You know, you you need to get as much leverage as you can because you you're in the driver's seat. You could be hosting the the AFC Championship game. Uh, you you could get the number one seed, Dustin. Yeah, and absolutely. And listen, with all these teams that close in the AFC trying to get that number one seed. It's important. I mean, when, you, when you're going against, especially for Miami, who doesn't have that, that playoff experience where they've made a deep run, when you're going up against teams like Kansas City and, and Baltimore and, and maybe even Buffalo now, like those teams have that playoff experience. You really don't have that. So if you can get yeah. that number one seed, it would be very helpful to have that home field advantage. And to have a loss like this really is inexcusable, Gene. And it goes on the coaching staff. It goes on the star players, whether it's Tua, whoever it may be. It's a game. And, again, I, it's not that the Titans won because bad teams can beat good teams. That happens all the time in a 17-game season. It's how you lost the game. 
that is inexcusable. Yeah, and Mike McDaniel sort of addressed it after the game, talking to the media, saying, you know, it's a team effort, and of course he took his his share of the blame. But look here, you know, Tariq Hill is an exciting player, and and, and you know, with all of the great speed and talent that they have on that team, look, you got to find other ways to get other people involved. They he gets hurt in the first half. And 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 uh, and miss you know the, 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 most of the second half. You cannot tell me that you could not uh, get other people involved in that game to, to to win. You had to bring him back on the field just to 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 keep yeah. from losing, which you eventually lost anyway. Yeah, and that's one, and, and that's another thing to look at. It's like okay, you know, he was banged up. That's one of those games where you finally do get control of it, Gene, and you're like, all right. Let's keep our guy, Tyreek Hill. He's the biggest weapon on our team. Let, let's keep him on the sideline so he doesn't get banged up even more, yeah. have him ready to go for the next week. But then Hello. you have to bring him back in and, and risk another injury and still lose the game. It, it was just the worst <laughs> outcome possible for the Miami Dolphins. So, yeah, I mean, I think the coach, he wants to blame. Look, now, they did do some crazy things in that game last night. I, I, look, they just fell apart. And, and you know, and, and, and big – uh, congratulations to the Titans for just taking advantage of, 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 of a situation. Yeah. They did not give up. Look, if you had any money on this game, if you jumped all over the 14 point spread that the Dolphins were supposed to cover, boy, I tell you, <laughs> man, Vegas, yeah. Vegas was crazy last night. Vegas was definitely crazy. And listen, <laughs> we're going to talk about the other game too, but you, you're right. It's two, it's two stories, two games of two, inexperienced quarterbacks who led game-winning drives for their teams. And if we're talking about the Miami-Tennessee game, I know it's really going to be all about the Dolphins and what they have going forward. We do got to give a shout-out to Tennessee, Mike Vrabel, and and Will Levis for the way that they responded being down 13 to come back and win that game. That's that's the kind of game, Gene, where maybe, yes, the rookie quarterback's been inconsistent all year, but that's the kind of game if you're a front office like Tennessee, you look at that game and go, you know what? This is a sign that Will Levis could be our guy for the future because yeah, look how yeah. he handled these moments down the stretch oh coming back goodness. and winning this football game. We're starting to see this, man. If this if 2023 does not go down as the year of the backup quarterback, I don't know what year does. <laughs> That's but right. Man, this is like unbelievable. So let's go ahead and take it to another game that was on last night. Like I said, these games were not scheduled to be exciting at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you just figured, okay, hey, Miami's going to win. The Packers are going to win because the Packers have been hot lately. Well, anyway, the New York Giants win at MetLife Stadium 24-22 uh, in, in a walk-off field goal there, but uh, it's more than that field goal. This game was all about Tommy DeVito. Hey, the name, uh, the, the numbers were not spectacular. As a matter of fact, Jordan Love basically outplayed him in a sense, uh, other than the interception there uh, that Jordan Love had. Look, 17 to 21, 158 yards and a touchdown. That's that's not spectacular, but man, this kid, boy, the New York fans were happy. They it looked like they won the Super Bowl last night. Listen, it's a it's a <laughs> it's one of those stories we have them pop up like every year in any sport mm-hmm. team where. It's, it's, it's an out-of-nowhere story that's really a fun story around the league. And it, it's kind of funny it's happening in New York because you go back and it, it kind of reminds me 
of the Jeremy Lin Lin Sanity thing when he was with yeah, the Knicks. Yeah. It's just a guy who was undrafted out of nowhere, yeah. comes out here and listen, and, and we're we're talking about last night he beats a Packers team who's fighting for playoff contention. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget, I know they beat some bad teams before this, but this is the Giants' third win in a row with Tommy DeVito. So yes, he's not he's not lighting up the stat sheets, but what he is doing, Gene, is he's making plays when it's needed, whether it's in the air or with his legs. Let's not forget he also ran for 71 yards, and he's not turning the ball over, which is what Daniel Jones' issue was. And again, the Giants still aren't a great team. They still made a lot of mistakes last night. But it just goes to show you, if you have a quarterback who can make some plays when it's needed, doesn't have to go out there and light it up, and you have a decent defense, again, you're of the backup. A backup quarterback can win your football games. Yeah. And this is, Gene, this story is just unbelievable to me because, again, I don't know if people know about it, but it's the guy, if you haven't heard about it by now, he lives with his parents from from New Jersey, <laughs> playing for the New York Giants in the Meadowlands in New Jersey for his hometown team. His dad's in the crowd giving out kisses to everybody. His yeah. agent looks like yeah. a character from the Sopranos or the Godfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable story. And again, it, it, I think that's why the Giants fans were so fired up last night because, again, they know they're not, probably not going anywhere. But to have this kind of story it is really unbelievable, and you got to give props to an undrafted you, player you like Tom DeVito. To. But Dustin, I see it coming, man. I see it coming because of this year, 2023, being the year of the backup quarterback. I think, just like we saw what was happening with the running backs, I think the, those quarterback salaries are going to come down, man. I think they're going to come down. You think about all the money that was paid to these big-time quarterbacks there, and Daniel Jones is one of them. And you get these undrafted guys. And you, and you look at look Joe Burrow, and and then you look at uh, 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 Joe, Joe got his contract, right? Did he get his contract? He got his contract. He did. And now and you look at you know Jake Browning. I mean, look at what's happening. It's the, it's almost the same thing that we saw with the running backs. Yeah, and see, I kind of think the opposite. I don't think the money's going to go down because regardless of of how many backup quarterbacks come in and play well, the quarterback is still the go-to position in yeah. the NFL. It's, it's What's the going to happen position. is, is these, these backup quarterback salaries are going to continue to go up, <laughs> and these organizations are going to realize, if, if they don't realize it by this year, Gene, they're not going to realize it. They're going to realize you, you can't just have a no-name guy holding a clipboard on the sidelines. That was how it was back in the day when you had Eli Manning, yeah. all these guys playing consecu- 200 consecutive starts. That's not the league anymore. It's so fast. It's so physical that every single player is going to get banged up, including the quarterback. And even if it's just for, for one or two games and you need him to step in, you've got to have a guy because those one or two games can mean the difference in you making the playoffs or not. And so these organizations are going to realize, I've got to have a guy, whether it's a young college guy that has skill, whether it's a veteran that has skill, I've got to have somebody that I know can come in. And it's not going to be like I, like I have Joe Burrow on the field but I know I can still win with them. And, and going forward, you're going to see that with so many teams in the league that that's going – people are going to be talking about it. Okay, we're building our roster out. Normally nobody cares about who the backup is. They're going to be talking about, did my team sign a reliable backup that can come in and help us out? That could come in and, and man, this is the year. This is, this is one crazy year where we have seen so many unnamed quarterbacks go out there and, and, and they're getting it done. But the Will Levis story, I'm sure we're going to address that Again, at some point, man, this guy, second round draft pick there, didn't, you know, uh, look, yeah. man, Tennessee had options there. You know, Tannehill, of course, went down and they still got Malik Willis. But, man, we gonna, we will address that. But, hey, 
let's talk about exactly what this did for the Packers because, man, they really shot themselves in the foot there. They can only hope that the Detroit Lions uh, continue to slide. But, man, they were right there in that driver's seat. Uh, right now, Minnesota is 7-6. and six. Packers dropped to 6-7. and seven. So, I mean, are their chances done or you, you you think they still have a chance? Oh, they they definitely still have a chance, and it's 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 more because the NFC down there in that last two spots is just kind of average football teams, and mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. there's a there you kind of look at two things. One thing is they did hurt themselves because if you look at it, they could be tied with Minnesota at seven and six for the sixth spot. And if we're talking about the Vikings, which we'll talk about in a little bit, even though they won that game three nothing and they're sitting seven and six, they're not in a good spot right now with their quarterback and where their team is. Yeah, so oh, Green yeah, Bay yeah. could have been sitting at seven and six, having more momentum, looking like the mm-hmm. better team. But this mm-hmm. loss hurts them. Well, where it doesn't hurt them is they got very lucky that teams like the Rams, the Seahawks, um, and, and all those teams lost on Sunday. And so that still lets them hold on to that last spot in the seventh seed. So they still have everything in front of them. But, again, you've got to win those games that you're supposed to win, and we're going to see what happens going forward. So we'll, they still have a great chance to make it. And, listen, we talk about the New York Giants going nowhere because they're 5-8. and eight. But, Gene, they're one game behind being tied for the last playoff spot the team at the last playoff spot is six and seven at green bay and they're five and eight so you can't count them out either it's going to be a wild ride to get those last two spots in the nfc yeah it, it will and, and and look at that green bay of course i'm looking at their conference schedule which they're four and four and and, and playing against the giants in the nfc that really would have helped them a little bit because yeah. the vikings and lions both have you know, a six and three record in the conference, which, you know, that sort of plays some part of, you know, the equation when you start looking at wild cards and all of that great stuff. So the, um, the good thing for Green Bay is their their schedule is not that difficult to end the season. Now, again, the Giants weren't that difficult and they lost to them. So you can't sit there and say that. But they play mm-hmm. they play Green Bay. I mean, I'm sorry. They play Tampa Bay at home this Sunday. And mm-hmm. we've seen how Tampa Bay, they're still sitting at six and seven. So that'll be an interesting game. Then they go to Carolina, which no offense to my team here, that should be a win. Then they go to Minnesota, and they finish at home with the Bears. So, again, those aren't like necessarily cakewalk games, but those are teams that are right around you fighting for those spots um, that if you want to be a playoff team, you got to go out and win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. So that those are your Monday night games there, folks, which, you know, turned out to be a very interesting Monday night for, for the NFL with the teams that I – look, we're going to talk about our picks too, man. Neither one of us had uh, the the Dolphins losing or the Packers losing because both of these teams were just, you know, not supposed to lose. And that just goes to show you on any given Monday or Sunday, things yeah. can change. Okay. All right. Now let's go back to Sunday because there were some surprise Ooh. victories, some upsetting losses and, and, um, Look, Dustin, I, I don't know, man. You know, it, it just really got ugly uh, in week 14, just starting with the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and the Patriots <laughs> there. You know, uh, I, I don't know what to say. I, I Look, all I can say is that with the Steelers losing back-to-back games against uh, teams uh, prior to those losses, those teams had a two-combined uh, 4-20 and 20 record there. Pittsburgh finds a way to lose both of those games. And, and me, you know, I text you and, and, and we talk, look here, the seed wow. is hot in, 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 in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin, six to, what, this is the 17th season. Man, that is a long run. Only three coaches in the NFL, Dustin, uh, have, have been there, uh, you know, that long or longer. 
And uh, I, I just think that the, the end has, has come. Yeah, I, I don't know if the end has come for Tomlin, but I will say that the end has come for this season. I mean, I, I you know, listen, they're seven and six, and do they have a chance? Absolutely. But you cannot – listen, Gene, they, they just went – look back three weeks ago. They, they fire Matt Canada. They go into Cincinnati. I know it was against a backup quarterback, but we've seen how Jake Browning is playing well now. Mm -hmm, they get mm -hmm. a win in Cincinnati, have their biggest offensive output of the season. I believe they had over 400 yards of offense. And we were thinking, okay, Canada's gone. Things are going in the right direction. And I know Kenny Pickett got hurt, but it doesn't matter, Gene. You can't have that momentum and be sitting at 7-4 and four and come home against the Cardinals and the Patriots, who you just said. What was the com combined record of those two teams again? 4-20. Uh, 4-20. And, and, and you lose <laughs> both of those games at home. And listen, you lost to the Cardinals by 14. And the Patriots, you only lost by three, but you really were losing that game the entire game. So it wasn't like you were holding leads in those games. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable the two weeks that have happened in Pittsburgh. And you're right. Maybe it is time for a change and it's time for a new voice in Pittsburgh. I, I, I still think Tom is a great coach. I still think he can oh, be oh, a yeah. coach going forward. My only and I, and I know you think he is, too. I know you're just talking change of scenery. My thing, my bigger thing is, Gene, and I want to get your thoughts on this is I, I, I'm not saying Kenny Pickett's not a starting quarterback in the league. But when he's inconsistent and injury prone at the same time, mm -hmm. um, and we know Mr. Bisky, and we saw on Thursday night mm -hmm. that was just a mm -hmm. terrible game, they are going to be once again looking, I think, this offseason for another quarterback. And I know I've already seen a rumor about them possibly trying to trade for Justin Fields. So once again, and this has happened ever since Big Ben got, got old, even mm -hmm. when he was there those mm -hmm. last couple seasons, they are looking for a quarterback in my eyes. Well, see, that's a, and this is why I think the Tomlin area comes in. Mike Tomlin will get a job before he packs up uh, and walks out of the, of the uh, Rooney building. Okay, uh, we know that Tomlin is going to be a, a coach somewhere, and and rare and pretty fast. And people are pretty much waiting for Pittsburgh to make a move. But the reason why I'm saying this at this point in time because still a nation is is, is demanding this. Sports Talk Radio, I've been listening to it in Pittsburgh there. You know, they have been supportive. You know, having the most winningness uh, record, you know, and, and winning seasons, that's okay, but it's not it's not adding up to, to championships. It's not even getting you, you know, to the to the first round, second round, none of that stuff, you know. Tomlin has won a Super Bowl. Yes, he won a Super Bowl, and some people could say that was with Bill Carroll players, okay? He's brought in some defensive players. And, uh, you know, he did get to a Super Bowl, but that was, again, with, with uh, Big Ben. They lose to the Green Bay Packers in 2011. But, look, the quarterback, let's look at this. Ben is gone now. Tomlin is responsible for all of those quarterbacks on that Pittsburgh Steelers roster. Is. So he's responsible for Trubisky. He's responsible for uh, uh, Rudolph. He's responsible for, for Pickett. And, look, now, we don't know what would happen with the quarterback that, that, who passed away. I mean, you know, we, we could say that he was going to be, I, I can't think of his name, Dustin. You Dwayne Haskins, yeah. Yeah, Haskins. So that, that, who knows what could have happened, but still, right now, Tomlin is responsible for those quarterbacks. And I just don't think going forward, if Kenny Pickett had played against the Cardinals, uh, the Patriots last week, I still think they would have lost that game. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and one thing, and, and what I'll say to this to, to put a bow on the Steelers is listen, I, I think we always talk about Mike Tomlin not having a losing season, whether it's finishing 500 or one game over 500. 
I'm going to go on record right now, Gene. They're sitting at seven and six. I'm looking at their last four games. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on record and say that the Steelers are going to finish with a losing record because listen to these last four games. You mm-hmm. go at the Colts, who are mm-hmm. playing some pretty good football. Mm-hmm. You go home against Cincinnati, who seem to have found something now mm-hmm. with Jake Browning. Then you go to the end of season, you go to Seattle, who's going mm-hmm. to be fighting for a playoff spot. And then you end the season in Baltimore, who's still fighting for that number one season. Yeah, I don't see any way that with those four games that they finish with a winning record this season. And they and that's justification for Tomlin to, 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 to just – the, the organization is just going to go separate ways, uh, you know. You don't, you you know, you just don't. I, I would say that's going to happen regardless if they do go, go nine. Well, let me ask you one question. I don't, I don't disagree that sometimes it's time for a change of scenery. I know mm-hmm. we're sticking on the Steelers, but this is one of your teams. And listen, my only thing is, if you let go of a coach like Tom, and who we both admitted is a great coach and will have a job immediately, you better have somebody in place that you know is going to come in and be an upgrade. So, who in your mind would you go after with some of the names that you've seen out there? Well, I, I would seriously be looking at Harbaugh, <laughs> you know, okay. because okay. Uh, I mean, here's a coach who has made it to a Super Bowl, who uh, who who knows who might be on the verge of winning a college national championship, and 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 who has built a powerhouse in 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 uh, in, in college football, and who just happened to be the brother of one of your rivals, <laughs> you know. That's right. I mean, I can see that. I can see that. It's not that. I mean. This guy's coached in the NFL and still has connections, so that that would be that would be just ideal. You would have to jump on that. I, other than that, I mean, I just don't know. I mean, I don't. You know, you can look at some some of the assistants across the the league. You know, uh, I've heard Eric Bieniemy. You know, if if they fire Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy uh, is going to be out there, I mean, that could be an option. Yeah. And obviously, and I was thinking the same thing when we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, offensive names. And you got Ben Johnson, the offensive yeah, coordinator for the Lions, is going to be a big name. So there's yeah. going to be some names out there. So this will be a very interesting storyline to keep up with as we move forward. Yeah, yeah, it will. So, uh, you know, just some of the other games, you know, we both had the the, the, the Saints winning. And, and, of course, the Saints, you know, and I don't know, Dustin, you're right there in, in, in Charlotte there. I, I you know what? What uh, Bryce Young really, boy, he that was one play where he got upended. I'm like, whoa, man, is he gonna get up? And he he got up, but I just I don't know, man. What what what's going on? In, 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 yeah, it, it, it's uh, I've used this word multiple weeks in a row, Gene, and it's not changing. It, it's it's a train wreck right now, and it's Woo. it's it's one of those things where it it's just completely got away from. Obviously, they've already fired the coach, and mm. it's just not going to get better until they bring in a new staff for next year and they bring in new players for next year. The offensive line, I can go back and show you clip after clip of how they are the worst offensive line in the league and Bryce Young mm. gets no protection. And so listen, what's happened here, Gene, is now that we're 12 weeks in or even longer than that, is Bryce Young's confidence is shot because oh, he's yeah. running for his life every single play. His receivers fail to get separation on, on a consistent basis and he's he's having to try to make something happen when there's nothing there. And so his footwork is off because he's being pressured so much. It's nowhere near the footwork he had when he was in Alabama. Yeah. And I, my, my, my only hope, and I, this guy, we, we know that he, he, he actually talks like a veteran. He's a mature player coming from Alabama. And my only hope is that he'll be able to put this season behind them and they can build around him better so he can still be good going forward. Because I still believe that he – I'm not saying he'll be – MVP caliber, great quarterback, 
but I still think he can be a good quarterback in the league, starting quarterback that can lead you to the playoffs and lead you to, to good wins. So I have not lost faith in him. It's obviously not pretty. And there are some, now there are some times where he missed a wide open touchdown to Mingo on Sunday. So it's, there yeah, is some blame that has right, to go on right, him, but the majority of the blame in my eyes is on the front office for how they built this roster around him and for the coaching staff who's already been fired. So, it's going to be interesting going forward, and you hope they can get an offensive guy, somebody who can come in and help fix this situation. But you know how we worry about these rookie quarterbacks and their confidence being shot, and I just hope that he'll be able to overcome this. Truly, this is I'm, this is going to go down, Gene. I'm here in Carolina. I've been here. I'm born and raised from Charlotte. Mm-hmm. This is on the verge. They had a 1-15 in season, but this mm-hmm. is on the verge of going down as the worst Panthers team and season in the mm-hmm. history of this organization. That's how Let's bad see. it is here right now. And I'm concerned that, uh, look, he's already going to be, he, you know, he's going to be working with his second uh, uh, yeah, yeah. coaching staff. And we've seen in the past teams like the Cleveland, you know, the Cleveland uh, Browns, and we've seen in the past with the Raiders, how these young quarterbacks, man, they go through so many different coordinators because the organizations are just so mismanaged. And I just hope that at some point in time, Bryce Young is going to need that stability. You come from a place like Alabama yeah. where Nick Saban is is the man. You know, yeah. there, there was no turnover. I mean, and, and if there was, you still had Nick Saban, right? So, you know, and and, and these young quarterbacks, man, they need that stability. And that's that's the things that, that, that bothers me is that, you know, when the Panthers bring in the right person, man, is, you know, are they going to be able to grow and mature this guy? And, just like the, the the same thing with in in Houston here, you know you you're seeing this right. thing work, man. This thing look like it yeah. could be good for the future, and that's what I like to see happen with with Bryce Young. Yeah, and we've already seen the owner get it wrong multiple times, so there's not a lot of faith that he can come in and and hire the right guys. That's the biggest. That's mm-hmm. my biggest question mark over Bryce Young or anything. That's why I still don't think Bryce Young is the question mark. I think if you can build around him, he can still be good. And listen, I'm yeah. knocking on wood when I say this, Gene. But what was the biggest knock on Bryce Young? It wasn't how he played football. It was that he was small and could he, yeah. could, he could he withstand and get beat up. Well, listen, he's been beat up more than any quarterback of the league, and he's turned out so far this year. I know I know C.J. Stroud, it was unlucky concussion and, yeah, and Anthony yeah. Richardson and this and that, but he's turned out to be the most durable rookie quarterback yeah. of the draft, and he's the smallest. He's so still standing, I, yeah. That was the biggest knock on him. So I just, I just, I'm like you. I just hope we've seen where if your confidence gets shot, sometimes you're not the same player you used to be. And I just, just hope not, that's not man. the case. And we'll see what happens in Carolina, but it is it is not a good situation right now. And for the Saints, on the flip side, Gene, listen, they they won the game, so give them props. And they're six and seven right there in that NFC South race. But I watched that entire game, Gene, and they showed me nothing to show that they even should really win this division yeah, or be a playoff yeah. contending team. Because yes, they even won for, by twenty two, but that game was close all the way in the third quarter, and Derek Carr was doing nothing. Yeah, that's what, it was not an impressive win, even though no. you know the score might indicate otherwise. It just wasn't, and I, and I I agree with you. Uh, another game, the Ravens survived the Rams, oh, and look, the Rams game. are really kind of heating up there in the NFC West. They took the the Ravens uh, to overtime, and man, for a minute, it looked like the Rams were going to walk out of there with a win. Yeah, that that was one of the more entertaining games of the mm-hmm. weekend, and you're right. props to Matt Stafford because I think people they won that Super Bowl he started getting banged up they didn't really think he could go back to being the same player but he really is playing some good ball at quarterback and 
man, if the Rams could have found a way to get that win and be sitting at seven and six, they're still in the playoff hunt because of the NFC. But, man, they really could have been in the driver's seat. And I still think, even though they're not in that final spot right now, they're one game behind it, they're tied with Green Bay for the last spot. I still think they're a dangerous team because of that veteran quarterback and Matt Stafford and the way they play. And listen, Baltimore is considered right now the best team in the AFC, and they gave them all they could handle on the road. So I, I know it's no moral victories here, especially this late in the season, but the Rams still got to be confident in how they're playing football right now that they can end this season strong and, and get one of these last playoff spots because it was impressive what they did to go in there and battle with them toe-to-toe against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, that was quite impressive. The Cincinnati Bengals, man, they (laughs) did what they were supposed to do at home. They win 34-14. A star is born again. Uh, Jake Browning continues to to just mesmerize the fans there. And and, uh, look, this is just good because uh, the cool guy, Joe Burrow, you know, hey, we probably won't see him for the rest of the season, but Man, what an incredible win, and what a convincing win at home for the Bengals, 34 Man, where is my guy Icky at, Gina? Because I'm telling you right now, I got – you know me. I, how long have I been on the Cincinnati bandwagon? A long time. And I once Joe Burrow went out, I said, man, this season's a wash. I'm not really going to have to pay attention to it anymore. But I am all the way back in on the Cincinnati Bengals, Gene. And I think – listen, I, I'm not saying they can go in and make a deep run like they will with Joe Burrow. And I know right now – even though they're tied with all of these teams at seven and six, they're in the 10 spot. I am going on record right now, December 12th, telling you that Cincinnati Bengals is going to get one of those last two playoff spots. I don't know who else is going to get it with them, but Cincinnati is going to find a way to make the playoffs. Browning has got confidence. He's still got all his weapons of receivers, Chase, Higgins, Boyd to throw to, Joe Mixon. That defense is still playing good football, and they have adjusted to life without Joe Burrow for this season and found a way and found a game plan to their strengths. And I like what they're doing, and I think they're going to be a playoff team. The last two spots right now are being held by the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I've already said I think are going to fall off a cliff, and the Indianapolis Colts, who have been very inconsistent, which we saw in their loss on Sunday. So I like Cincinnati. I'm looking at Cincinnati and Buffalo, and I'm thinking those two teams could jump up and get those last two spots. But, man, props to the Bengals for overcoming that Joe Burrow injury because nobody, I didn't see one person, national, local, whoever, mm-hmm. say that they could m- make this happen once Joe Burrow went out. Yeah, you're right about that. And, hey, you know, what they say is not how you how you start, is how you finish. And That's even right. though the Pittsburgh still is on the tiebreaker over the Bengals having beaten them twice, and, it, you know, like you said, hey, if the Steelers fall flat, then, you know, it's, it's win-loss records, right? So this is how the Bengals could, could get in. And, so it's it's still a lot to be decided, but man, this is this is exciting. So no, it's not over yet. And keeping it in the uh, AFC North, how about the Browns? Man, they just take yeah. care of business there. Having you know played the week prior, no sacks by Miles Garrett. That, that defense just kind of really laid an egg uh, in, in in week uh, thirteen. But at home, they take care of business. They beat Jacksonville thirty-one twenty-seven. Yeah, I mean, that's a good win against a good Jacksonville team who did have Trevor Lawrence come back. We thought he was going to be out for a while, and he comes back and starts right away. So what an impressive win. And, I mean, again, Gene, a year of the backup quarterback. Joe Flacco was sitting on the couch two weeks ago 
and now he's out here already he, being named. He doesn't count player. as a backup quarterback. He That's a Super Bowl he, champion now. He, he is. He's a veteran, <laughs> but listen, still to come from the couch two weeks ago, yeah, I know. coming to a team and win over that locker room right like that and be named the starter for the rest of the season. That win right there, Gene, at home against Jacksonville, I think really solidified them to get one of those wild card spots. I don't think they'll catch Baltimore for the division, but for them to be eight and five and kind of have that cushion. Um, and they're sitting in the five spot right now. So they, they've got a, a nice little cushion there um, where that was a big win. And, and again, it just goes to show you the same thing we talked about this whole show, defense and playmakers. If your quarterback can just manage the game and get the ball in those guys' hands, um, it makes a difference. And so, so Cleveland, and just, I, I kind of go back and think, Gene, what would have happened if they would have brought in Flacco earlier in the season and didn't have P.J. Walker and Dorian Thomas-Robinson starting? they really could have been in the mix even higher up in this AFC. Yeah, you know what? And, and here's another thing, man. You know, when you got an experienced quarterback like Flacco, you're sitting at home, you know what's going on. It's not like yeah. you're oblivious to, to what's happening in the NFL. You're watching these teams here and you're seeing what's going on. You you know what can happen. This guy, he, you know, look, he knows what's going on here. And, and it, perfect scenario for the Browns. I mean, good Lord, he, he pretty soon he, he would have played for every – freaking team in the AFC North, right? That's right. You know, I think he's only got one more that he could play for. But uh, no, nah, still the nation would never allow Joe Flacco to play for them. But anyway, uh, it was <laughs> They a, might need him, Gene. He'd be better than the quarterback I, they have on the I, roster right now. So. You're right. We might need him. But, uh, but yeah, that was a big win there. And the Browns are serious. And, man, this, this AFC North race is going to be a fight to the finish, and it's going to be fun to watch. How about the NFC North? Man, what is happening with the Detroit Lions? Uh, they ran into a red-hot Justin Fields. I saw this coming, Dustin. I came close yeah. to making this pick, but I just I just couldn't do it, man. I just figured that Detroit, we, we've been on their wagon, and I wanted to see them get it done, but the Bears whipped them 28-13. Yeah, we've been saying it for a couple of weeks now that, that Detroit has, has been teetering on that line of saying, hey, all right, it's time to wake up and play some good football. And listen, it, it, you know, it, maybe it's human nature because they've had such a, a stronghold on that NFC North where even with that loss on Sunday, they're probably going to run away with the division. But I am here on December 12th. I'm making a lot of declarations today, Gene. I've already said that, that the Steelers are going to have a losing record for the first time under Tomlin. And now I'm going to make another one about the Detroit Lions. And this one pains me, Gene, because you said it. We've been on their bandwagon for a couple of years now. It was even back when they started 0-5 one year. We were, we were amazed that they started 0-5 because they, we, we knew they could be better than that under Dan Campbell. And he's built it and he's built it. And they're heading in the right direction. And this is not to say they're still not heading in the right direction for the future. But as for this season, Gene, I'm looking at the teams in the NFC around them as well as, you know, looking at the top contenders in the AFC. On December 12th, I am marking the Detroit Lions as pretenders when it comes to these playoffs. They're going to be in there, but I see them, and they're going to be hosting a game. But I honestly kind of see them maybe as a team hosting a game and losing that game at done. home yeah. because yeah. I just don't – I just – it just doesn't feel like it did earlier in the year, and they can't seem to find find it again. And maybe They've got four weeks left. Who knows? But it, this just goes to – this right now looks to me like a team that's going to be an early exit in the playoffs. And I'm having that same same feeling about them because their their body language have changed. Uh, yeah. Jared Goff just seems like uh, the old Jared Goff. 
Dan Campbell has the same facial expressions that he had back in those days when they yeah. were uh, afraid to win. And uh, I, I don't know, you know, you know, you got to take care of business. Uh, and look, sleeping giants are uh, awake now. You got the 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 Vikings. They're all of a yeah. sudden interesting. The Bears now, the Packers, nobody, these guys want to win. While you're over there playing around, they want to win now. And I agree with you. They might squeak out and get a, a, a home field advantage. They might win that division. But I also agree that they're, they're, they're one and done. And, and listen, Gene, you, I, I just sat here and said that they're probably going to run away with the division. But I'm looking at their last four games, and I probably should take that back for a second because – their last four games include this This in primetime on a Saturday night, it looks like. They'll be at home against the Broncos, who we've seen, we're going to talk about, mm. is playing some really good football. They still have to go to Dallas for another game, and we see how Dallas is playing. And the other two games out of those four games, Gene, are both against the Minnesota Vikings. So we know we're going to talk about Minnesota. They're winning. They're winning ugly. They're benching their quarterback. We don't know what's going on there. But if Minnesota – They've got two games against Detroit. Well, if they somehow beat Detroit both of those games, Minnesota could win the division. Wow. Yeah. So stay tuned there because it's, it's going to get interesting. How about uh, the NFC Dirty South, huh? the Tampa Bay Buccaneers oh, and the Atlanta Falcons? This game could have went either way. It was back and forth there. Baker Mayfield still pulling rabbits out of the hat, right? Buccaneers get the win. 29-25, and they are uh, first place with a wonderful record of 6-7 and seven in the NFC South. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, and this, and honestly, Gene, I, I hate to bring this back to the Panthers, but this is why I'm so pissed off about this Panther, Panther situation because I said it at the start of the year. Everybody was saying, man, you're really high on the Panthers. You're high on the Panthers. It wasn't that I was high on the Panthers. It's the fact that I know how terrible – this NFC South is. Yeah, and yeah. now here we are with a three-way tie at six and seven. You don't have to be a good football team to win this division. You, you can don't. finish under 500. It, we knew it was going to be this way. And, and listen, the Panthers last week were sitting at, I think it was one in 10 or one in 11, mm -hmm. and they still weren't eliminated from the playoff contention because <laughs> they could have won the rest of their games and won this division. That's how bad it is. That's why it's yeah. so frustrating the Panthers fans to watch what they're watching because they're watching these other teams in the NFC South play terrible football week in and week out. And and if we're talking about this division, Gene, I got to look right at Arthur Smith because, listen, if I'm looking at these teams on a week in and week out basis, the Falcons have the most talent out of anybody in this division right now. And honestly, I feel like they should be running away with this division. But whether it's coaching, whether it's inconsistent quarterback play from Ritter or Heineke, whether it's not getting your, bless, your best playmakers the ball and Bijan Robinson and Kyle Pitts, whatever it may be, they, they find a way to trip up. And now they're sitting here not sure if they're going to win this division. They do get lucky, and they're coming to Carolina this week, so that, that may be a good 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 sign for them. But Carolina's due to win a game. I don't know if they're going to go Oh, yeah, one. Oh, yeah they are. They're going to win one. So the Falcons better be careful. I don't know. Yeah, they are due to win one. Look, and, and, and you know, and I agree with you that, hey, this, this division was up for grabs. We we struggled with this uh, when we were on Sports Map Radio. We, you know, I thought the Saints maybe would uh, want to. I thought Derek Carr would come out with an attitude, and, and yeah, you know, too. that hasn't been the case. I didn't really know what to expect from the Falcons. 
uh, and the Buccaneers, we just didn't expect anything, you know. And it's funny how they all got great players. They just don't have the combinations right. You got, you know, you got great receivers in Tampa, but you don't really have a great quarterback that can give give them the ball. Yeah. Chris Godwin has just disappeared in, in thin air. I don't know where he's at. Uh, you got these great uh, tight ends and 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 receivers and running backs in, in Atlanta, so they're struggling. And then with the Saints, now the Saints probably are the one team that are right where they're supposed to be because they just don't – they're not the same Saints, you know, that they used to be. But, Dustin, so look, I hate If to, I put you on the spot right now, who wins the NFC South? Oh, good Lord. I, look, I don't know. <laughs> Baker Mayfield might just pull a rabbit out the hat and could, could continue to – to get lucky here with with uh, the run game. I do like how they're mixing the run and, yeah. and the passing game in Tampa. And I think that has led them to be in, in, in first place there because they, they they are mixing the run and, and they are starting to he – he's starting to hit his receivers, the tight end Otten, and he's starting to hit, uh, of course, uh, uh, Evans. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure who's going to win it. I can guarantee you this. The, the winner is going to have a losing record. That's oh, what's yeah, going to yeah, happen. That's probably, and Tampa, yeah, that's... The, the next two weeks are big for Tampa because they go at Green Bay and then they're home against Jacksonville. Those are two hard games before they end the, seat, the, the season with Saints and Panthers. So if they could find a way just to even win one of these against the Packers and Jaguars, the Bucks could be set up, like you said, with a chance to win that NFC South for sure. And, Dustin, I just hate to keep saying it, man. I hate to keep saying it. I would have been playing Andy Dalton, and the Panthers probably would have been in first place. And, see, listen, I, listen I, I'm not saying that Andy Dalton wouldn't have got you a couple more wins with his veteran presence and because he's been in the league so long. But, but Andy Dalton being out there, Gene, is not going to change the fact that they had a terrible coaching staff who – who was already fired sure. after 11 weeks. And it's not going to change the fact that they have the worst offensive line in the league and some of the that's worst receivers true. in the league. So I, I don't think, I don't think they would have won the division Would they, would they might have more than one win, obviously. Yes. But I, I don't think any quarterback really is going to come in here and change the, the, the train wreck of a situation, which is why I say the coaching staff's already been fired. And now the GM needs to be fired and you just start fresh completely. Yeah. So it's not over as far as front office stuff over in the uh, no. NFC South. The Houston Texans and the Jets, man, mm. we both got this one wrong mm. uh, on our picks. And, and boy, I, look, C.J. Stroud, he, I mean, man, I hope this guy is all right. Uh, he took a brutal hit there. He's in concussion protocol. Looked like, uh, I mean, it, was, it, was, it just looked like it was going to happen at some point in time. Uh, yeah. But man, they they lose to the Jets, and and that that really hurt them over in the AFC South. Yeah, I, I'm mad at myself because think about it, Gene. How many weeks in a row have I have I picked the Jets to win a game because I think their defense, I think the way they they stay in every game, but then mm -hmm. they just don't pull the upset. But then the one week I don't pick them, they come out and they look like world <laughs> beaters. And listen, props props to the Jets defense. It never left. The defense is what it is, and yeah. they really really made Stroud struggle. And listen, they that's did. one of the top defenses in the league. So I'm not going to say, you know, listen, that's just a game, a bad game for Stroud. It's a growing pain. I hope he's okay. I, I saw that video, Gene, and as soon as his head hit, that was a oh, real hit oh, to that yeah. cold turf uh, in, in New Jersey in the Meadowlands. So I, I hope he's not out a long time and hope he can get through the concussion protocol. And But hope they don't push him along either because they're trying to get in the playoffs. If he's not yeah, I just you know, think fully you, clear, ready to go, you got to take it easy on that. You think about the future. They have already exceeded expectations. Yes. So I would just, just take it easy. And I think that might be the approach they take. 
This one was uh, no surprise. 49ers are the 49ers, you know. Yeah. They have, what, won five straight. They have gotten it together. They are just uh, just, just one hell of a team to, to, to play against. And uh, the Seahawks found that out the wrong way. Uh, they lose 20, 28-16. Yeah, and it's just, it's just one of those games where the Seahawks were playing. I actually played them really close yeah. for the first two or three quarters. But with that defense bringing down pressure, yeah, obviously, oh Drew, Drew Locke with Drew Locke was starting and. You know, with with the weapons that they have, Kittle, McCaffrey, yeah. McCaffrey's running wild. Running I mean, wild. 40, first play of the game. Are, yeah, I mean, they're just yeah. set up. I, you success. knew it was over the first play of the game. I, you know, it, it, the rest of it was just, you know, the pageantry and all of that stuff. This game here, it was one of the games that I had uh, put something out there on social media Sunday saying, I'm going to be watching two games because I just kind of want to see you know, how these games are going to be played. One of those games was the Vikings and the Raiders, okay? <laughs> you had the Raiders coming off a bye week. And Dustin Pfeiffer, I can't remember the last time a team come off a bye week and failed to score a damn point. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I hope, please tell me that you didn't watch this game in its entirety. The first half, I okay. did, because I checked okay. out when I when the score was zero zero, the first half there was nothing for me to come back to. Okay, there, there was uh, there, there was nothing because no one scored until the fourth quarter, and that was the field goal by the Vikings. Yeah, and that was and that's the last pretty much the last <laughs> seconds of the fourth quarter. It's, it's just unbelievable. And listen, I it mean, almost went in overtime zero zero. Yeah. Now is yeah. that bad or what? It's very bad, and and I don't know. <laughs> this is. It, a weird game. Um, it's a weird game to talk about because, listen, the Raiders obviously, like you said, coming off a of bye week, you thought they'd come out and play better. The defense played well, obviously. But on, we know their season's pretty much done. On the flip side, though, with Minnesota, we've got to talk about what happens these last four weeks of the season, Gene, because the, even though it was ugly and it almost feels like a loss, it was a win that takes them over 500. Yeah. And they're seven and six in one of those playoff spots. But what's not we didn't mention yet is that Josh Dobbs, who we were on here when he first went to Minnesota, saying, "Man, the Vikings have found something. He could even possibly be the starter next year because they don't want to sign Kirk Cousins again. He might have a future." He's went from that to now not even sure if he's going to be the starting quarterback to finish the season. And so, what does a team do, Gene, that is sitting in the last playoff spot, but doesn't even know who their quarterback should be? What should mm. the do going forward? I don't know. I, 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 you have to justify why. Look, Dobbs, I mean, you know, he's showing now why he is a backup. You know, backups will have flashes of, of success. I just don't think you have a choice but to stick with him and see what you're going to get. Look, you're two and one in the division. The Detroit Lions, they are wishy-washy right now. You know, you don't know. You're six and three versus the conference, so your chances of, you know, doing good in the playoffs, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty good there. So I wouldn't. That they're five and two in the road. I wouldn't. I would still. You would have. You have to go with Dobbs. You, who who else are you gonna play? Well, I mean, Nick Mullins. He did come in that game and he did go nine of thirteen for eighty three yards. So he didn't do nothing special, but he didn't turn the ball over. Josh Dobbs was 10 of 23 for 63 yards. So Mullins came in on 10 less attempts and threw for more yards. 
I, I don't know. Mullins has been a backup in San Francisco. He does have some veteran experience. I don't know about Josh Dobbs, man. I, I, I think they might want to go with Nick Mullins going forward. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see. But it looks like Josh Dobbs has definitely lost his confidence, lost his way, because it's not the fact that he's not making the big plays. He's also turning the ball over a ton as well. Um, and that's the one thing we talked about this whole season is for any team with the backup quarterback is don't turn the ball over and play defense. So it's going to be interesting going forward. It's just crazy that a team is over 500 like this and sitting in a playoff spot has this many question marks coming up for the last four weeks. Well, I mean, because it's, it's no different than than than, than uh, Zach Wilson and, and the Jets having to make that decision. Hell, he didn't even want to play after they had, you know, uh, flipped the script on him so many times. That was, yeah, you know, but, the, he, but the difference is there, Gene. Their season's already done. They're under 500. This team is sitting over 500 and right now holding a playoff spot. But you brought them in. So, and this is what teams got to be careful, Dustin. If you brought him in, you 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 get this man from Arizona where he could have stayed. You bring him in there. Now, you you really have to be careful. So he has a bad game. We've seen Zach Wilson get benched. You know, for having a bad game. I mean, a bad game is a bad game. Does that mean, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's a decision that they better uh, weigh. Uh, you know, looking at their schedule, they better look at it and see, you know, because that, that decision could backfire on them. I, but I it's think... not just – but to me, Gene, it's not it's not just a bad game. Now we're going on bad games because if you remember, they won this game 3-0. to zero. The mm-hmm. game before this was a game they lost at home to the Bears on Monday Night Football where neither yeah, team yeah, – Yeah, that didn't, was horrible. Where the Bears didn't score a touchdown and Josh Dobbs had four interceptions yeah. in that game. that was so, bad. Yeah, that, that that was bad. You got yeah, that that was bad. So I don't know. They really have some decisions to make here. They don't have a whole lot of time to make them. And you're right, they're right there. If Detroit Detroit might just win that division by default because Minnesota might find a way to screw all of this. Yeah, up. the only the only good news for uh for them is that it does sound like Justin Jefferson has a good chance to play on Saturday. So whoever plays quarterback oh, can have yeah. their best receiver on the field. Yeah, yeah, that you're gonna need that. So. The Buffalo Bills finally get a win in Kansas City. They beat the Chiefs mm-hmm. twenty to seventeen, and and the Chiefs they lose the game on a crazy, bizarre situation. There, I I don't know, Dustin. I got to get your thoughts on what the referees done or shouldn't have done, or what the Chiefs should have done, or what uh, Darius Tony should have done. I I don't know. It was just. It was a crazy. It could have been a a, a a great win for the Chiefs, but it turned out to be an even better win for the for the Bills. A much needed win for the Bills. Uh, a much needed win, and props to them for going on the road. Josh Allen's playing good football. That defense is stepping up. Uh, I, you know, it's been a tumultuous season for the Bills, and we've talked about has the the window passed for this season? Are they going to make the playoffs? Sean McDermott has stuff come out about him during the week about some crazy stuff he said in the past, and mm. it's just been so much. Von, Von Miller, so much crazy stuff happening for the Bills, but you got to give them props. They're still finding a way to bounce back, and I like the way they played on Sunday. They played control. Josh Allen played good. They ran the ball with Cook. I think he's a playmaker in the backfield, and if they can find that balance and they can get into the dance, what do we always say, Gene? Get into the dance and, and have mm-hmm. some momentum. Mm-hmm. With Josh Allen, listen, as bad as it's been, if you have Josh Allen on the other side, he's still considered one of the top QBs in the league. 
you're going to have a chance to be anybody you play. So they're just trying to get in and get in the dance, and, and when winning in Kansas City goes a long way. So props to them. I think they're going to end up getting in the playoffs. But let me flip it to the other side, Gene, and let me just say this. I love watching Patrick Mahomes play. I love Andy Reid, a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame coach. It's been an unbelievable run that's still going. They're still right there in the mix. Mm-hmm. But shut the hell up because mm-hmm. you can't be one of the best teams winning over and over and over again and then something doesn't go your way mm-hmm. and you whine like little babies. And listen, <laughs> me and you sat on here last week on this show and we said the NFL officiating is terrible. Something oh, yeah. needs to change. Something needs to happen. But the bottom line is, Gene, Kadarius Tony lined up offsides. I don't care what you say. He was offsides. Could he check with the ref? Sure. Could the ref do something? It don't matter. It's up to the player to line up onside, and he didn't do it. They have no argument in my eyes. This is mistake after mistake for Kadarius Tony. This isn't the first time he's messed up, and it won't be the last time. He he hurts this team over and over again. And I think that's the frustration that's coming out from from Andy Reid and Mahomes is they take it out on the refs to stick up for their player but it's really their player that's making the mistake over and over again. So I have no sympathy for a team who, listen, I, like I said, I like the guys, but there's no sympathy for me. The guy lined up offsides. They made the right call for once in the closing moments of a game. And it, and it sucks because it takes away what could have been one of the greatest plays we've ever seen from Travis Kelsey and what he did at the end of that game. And, and, and look, and there's a reason. They know. That's why Kadarius Tony is in the position that he's in. He doesn't play a lot of snaps, right? Exactly. He's, you know, so come on now. You, you, you got to know, fix the player, and 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 you solve the problem. You know, and yeah. and I agree. Well, well, referees don't have an obligation to come up and tell you anything or say, hey, you know, if they do anything, uh, if they have done anything in the past, it was just out of courtesy, right? But it's not an expectation. They're not look here. They look that 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 play was a big play. And it should not have counted because you would have cheated to to have to to get to to, to win the game. Exactly. And if that would have happened on the other side, they would yeah. they would have said the same thing. They Your would have said the not, same thing. You see where the ball is. You know where you're a receiver. <laughs> exactly. You line up. How many times a game do you line up as a receiver on the Hello. line? Of you know where to line Hello. up. At. And 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 listen, does the ref probably look back at it and go, "Man, that sucks that I had to call that because it takes away from a great moment in the NFL." Because what Travis Kelsey did, Gene, we, we, you can say what you want. You just don't see that. And it's unbelievable what he did, but it has to be called. I mean, we're talking about playoff lives at stake, coaching lives at stake for McDermott. If he loses that game and loses his job because the refs don't make a call, you have to make the call even if it takes away from a big moment. And I know Mahomes has already came out and apologized for how he acted, so I respect yeah, yeah, that yeah. and I appreciate that. And I know it's the heat of the moment, but – all the things that have went right for them, you've got to own up for some of the mistakes that you do have. And that that's on the, Tony and that's on the Chiefs. The problem I do have with, with 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 the officiating is okay, we see a lot of plays that are blown dead right there at, uh before they even materialize. So why why wouldn't that whistle have just blown dead that whole play? Well, because see, they don't blow it, they don't they well on that on that situation for the offside. If it's a false start, it's because somebody's moving, obviously, right, right, and you're blowing it dead. But with that situation, you don't blow it dead because you're giving the receiver every chance to move back those six inches and get back on side. And if he can get back on side before the snap, they're obviously not going to call anything. So 
that that's why they don't mm. blow it early. They're they're giving you the chance to get back in the zone. You see receivers okay. point to okay. the, the guy on the side and say, "Hey, am I good?" And if not, they make a slight adjustment. But okay. he didn't even point okay. to the side, and he didn't get back on side. So okay. that's why the, that's why they wait till the snap. All right. Okay. Yeah. Devastating loss for the Chiefs, and man, the the AFC. So the Chiefs are in jeopardy of not hosting the AFC uh, championship yeah, there. Gonna, the AFC championship will not go through Kansas City. Yeah. It would, so it's going to be very, I think that's going to happen. And it's going to be very interesting to see Mahomes. It's crazy to think that it, we're talking about his first, what, road playoff game. It's going to be, it's going to be yeah, crazy to watch. So no more Kansas City Invitational, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And it's going to make that AFC wide open. Let's be honest. It, it is. It could be in Baltimore. All right. Uh, keeping it in the AFC West. How about the Broncos? 24 7 win over the Chargers. And just real quick here. Uh, well, I tell you what, let's just talk about this game here because I do have the latest news on on from the uh, L.A. Chargers. Uh, the, the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers. I, I, I don't know what I can say about the Chargers. Justin Herbert has not played well. The Chargers have not played well. They get beat by the Broncos. And this used to be a good old rivalry back in the days. I remember seeing uh, Fouts and and... I remember seeing uh, Elway. I've watched a lot of these matchups in in my days of living in San Diego. But, man, the Chargers lose Justin Herbert. uh, He had a broken finger in that game. And, of course, now it is announced that he uh, will undergo season-ending finger surgery. So he's done, and I would have to think that the L.A. Chargers are done, too. Yeah, I'm not sure what else I can say, but I, you know, every week they seem to be the team I pick on the most, and it's it's just because we talk about the talent that they have. But the season's done. Brandon Staley's done. Um, again, I've already said it multiple times, Gene, I will retire from our show if if he somehow has a coaching job next year. There's no way he's the head coach of the Chargers next year. Absolutely no way. Even with the injury the to the quarterback? There is no way. Gene, they were four and what four and eight before the injury to the quarterback. So yeah. let's not act like oh man they're in position and now they're going to fall off. They have been falling off, and 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 Brandon Staley will not be the coach of that team next year. That job will be one of the most coveted jobs being in L.A. with Justin Herbert. And yes, it is it's, it's done. Brandon Staley's done, and I'll move on. And listen, I'll flip over to the Broncos and and give so many props to how this team has bounced back from a terrible start. And they yeah, are playing one, one game, game behind the Chiefs in the AFC. One West. game behind one the Chiefs. One game. I'm going to tell you right now, Gene. I, man, do I want to make this declaration and right now? They have now, beaten Gene, the am, Chiefs already. They have beaten the Chiefs already. <laughs> Listen, and I am, I'm looking at it now, and I, I'll have Ooh. to look at the Chiefs' last four games before I make the declaration, Gene. But I'm, crazy. I'm about to go on record. I, I'm I, about to go on I, record and. I'm going to put my hand over my ears, Dustin. I can't hear what what you're getting ready to say. I'm going to go on record and say I think the Broncos are going to win the the AFC. Oh, my Lord. No, you didn't. And the reason – and, again, I'm looking at both schedules. They're about the same. So they're pretty much dead even on the Mm. schedule. So it could come down to a tiebreaker. But I just like the way the Broncos are playing right now. I, I just think, and listen, Kansas City, I said it again, they get in the dance with Mahomes, they have a chance to win it all. But something is off with this team. Their receivers, besides Kelsey, do not make enough consistent plays, even though Mahomes is putting the ball in a good position. And I just think the Broncos have more momentum. And I'm looking at their game. They're going to Detroit um, this Saturday night. And listen, 
that's yeah. a winnable game the way the Lions are playing. Yeah, yeah. And in the last yeah. the last three games for the Broncos. Now these last three games, the Chiefs also play these same three teams. So it's really going to be who beats up on the worst teams the most. It's the Patriots, the Chargers, and and the Raiders. Those three teams, the Broncos and the Chiefs, both play those three sorry teams for the last three games of the year. <laughs> and I think. I just think the Broncos – I think the Broncos are going to win out, Gene. I'm going to say it now. I think they're going to win in Detroit, and I think they're going to win their last three games, and they're going to finish 10-6, and six, and I could see hmm. the the, the uh, Chiefs slipping up one time and finishing one game behind Ooh, them. So call me crazy. Six, so that's say, 16. You got to give me 17. Oh, no, sorry, 11-6. 11-6, okay, okay. So, and, I, and I think the, I think the Patriots – or the, the Patriots are all over the place. I think the Chiefs will finish 10-7, and seven, one game behind it. So save the tape. <sighs> Call me crazy, but right now I'm taking Ooh, the Broncos. Well, I'm going to mark it down here, to, uh, December 12th. Mark it down. 2023. Look, for a team that started 1-5, and five, and we all were laughing out loud, and probably me laughing the loudest, and, you know, we were ready to throw the pie in Sean Payton's face because yeah, Sean Payton we was were. just full of himself. And now look at this. Dustin, look. If 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 he does, and if that look, even if they don't win a division, if this team makes the playoff, this would be remarkable, and we could see a changing of the guard in the AFC West. Now we said that could probably happen with Sean Payton, and you know coming to the West, you got two great coaches in the AFC West. Uh, but man, didn't expect it so soon, especially with a one and five yeah. start. Well, I'm not going that far. I'm not going to change the guard because it's still Andy Reid. It's still Patrick Mahomes. They will go out in the offseason. They will realize that Mahomes can do most of it, but he still needs some help, and they will add some weapons, and the Chiefs still will be – uh, Yeah, hey, listen. <laughs> the, the Chiefs will still be the top of that division for years to come. I just think the Broncos have some special going right now, and I, and I think it's going to turn oh, into man. a division win. Ooh, uh, yeah. Well, look, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna circle this. And, and, and you listen, game. Gene. You know me. I don't want that to happen because you know me. Well, I, I know. I know. You don't. I'm like not Sean a Sean Payton fan. No, I am. Yeah. I, and, and I, you know, I'm. I'm not either. But man, look, you gotta. We have to give credit where credit is due. And, and, and nobody saw it coming. That's because you took your eyes off the Broncos. If you didn't yeah. see it coming, they are one game behind. So we'll keep an eye on it. The Monday night game. Which featured the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles had got the brakes beat off of them the week prior by the San Francisco 49ers, and it happened again. They gave up 20 plus points again. Cowboys win 33 13. And Dustin, you didn't think that was going to happen. I felt it was going to happen. Yeah, listen. Well, first of all, I thought this was going to be a, I thought this was going to be an awesome game. I thought it was going to be a three point game at the end. Both mm-hmm. teams playing well. Dallas was playing their best football of the season, so I expected them to come out and play well. I just thought the Eagles, after getting beat down by the 49ers, would bounce back and play some of their best football and would make it would make it close. So I'm very surprised by this result as far as it being a beatdown like this. you got to give Dallas the props. And listen, this, this has to be one. And, Gina, again, I'm not picking Dallas to win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl. It's not happening. I'm just telling you that something's going to go wrong in the playoffs. But winning a game like this against Philly has to give them all the confidence in the world this close to the playoffs and the way they're playing ball. And Dak Prescott, honestly, could win MVP 
of the NFL. That's how good he's playing. It, it's unbelievable what Mike McCarthy's doing. You get you hail him for two years. Everybody says he needs to be fired. You got to give him credit now for what he's doing, especially since he took over the play calling. So props to Dallas. I I still think that come playoff time, they're not going to beat some of these top teams, but they have a better chance this year than they ever have, and it's going to be interesting to see on the flip side. The Eagles got to wake up, Gene. There's four weeks left. You can't just you can't be playing your worst football going into the playoffs. That's not going to bode well. And I know Jalen Hurts may not be 100%, but they've got to find a way to get this thing turned around because, again, they're fighting for the not just, you know, the division, but they're they're fighting for trying to stay at the top of the NFC with the 49ers. And it's been a rough two weeks for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think I saw they've been outscored the last two weeks more than any other team in the NFL. Yeah. They have. Well, look, first of all, Dallas, uh, you know, we did our do-over, you know, as far as the teams that we think we're going to go to the Super Bowl. And I think on the do-over, I picked the Ravens and the and the uh, 49ers. But now, originally, I had picked the, the Cowboys and, and the Bills. And both of these teams have turned things around, so to speak. The Bills, you know, uh, big win there in Kansas City. And they you know, and if Miami keeps, you know, doing what they're doing, you know, so this thing could still head in the direction that I had predicted. But the, the, the difference between the Dallas Cowboys today and the Dallas Cowboys of old is yeah. that, you know, they, they're, they this is December. And, and this is where Dallas normally would have their meltdown. And, you know, they're already uh, undefeated in December, you know, and, uh, and, and it looks like, uh, that could continue, but you're seeing Dak Prescott playing, you know, uh, confident football, something that, but you know, Cowboys fans haven't seen in a long time. You're seeing, you know, Mike McCarthy, if you go back and look at all those coaches that coached the Cowboys over the last, you know, uh, let's say, uh, we can go 20 years because what, uh, what's his name? Garrett was there for nine years and, you know, uh, even even uh, what's his name, Tom Landry, who coached for 28 years. Mike McCarthy has the best winning record of all the coaches that's ever coached the Cowboys. Now, Jimmy Johnson had those championships, and but Mike McCarthy is on to something. And uh, I, I don't know, Dustin. I, I, I look here, Cowboys fans, man, we're gonna continue to beat up on them whether they win, lose, or draw. <laughs> But man, eventually they're gonna prove us wrong. This could be the no, year. They if no, they won't. This, this to get to the Super Bowl. I, no. I, I still, I'm seeing they got to get to the NFC Championship first, Gene. They hadn't done that. Well, yeah, well, yeah, they got it. I know they. Yeah. And look, and, and, and look, hey, who knows what's gonna happen? I, I still think the 49ers are, you know, just they're gonna have to go through the 49ers. I, Philly, you know. They, everybody's going to have to go through the 49ers. And, Are you they, taking the Dallas Cowboys to win the NFC East now? They're both 10-3. Uh, you know, I don't know because I, I think Dallas got a difficult schedule. Yeah, let me read you their last one down the road. real quick. It's, it's at Buffalo this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Then it's at Miami. Mm. Then it's home, home against the Lions. Mm. And then at the Commanders to finish the season. They probably got one of the toughest stretches of any team to end the season. And the commanders that last week, first week in January, they probably, you know, they yeah. won't even probably play the starters. So I won't count that. Game. Meanwhile, the Eagles, the Eagles play the giants twice, the Cardinals mm-hmm. and the Seahawks. Yeah. I, you know what? 
the it really won't matter who wins that division because I think both teams are going to make the playoffs. You know, it, 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 what matters is which one of those teams is going to be able to avoid the 49ers. That's right. Yeah. And you want to get <laughs> until, a home, until the, you want to get a home playoff game. But yeah. Right. Right. You want to avoid the 49ers until you get to the NFC championship game. That's right. That's so right. that's where it's gonna really boil down to, and I, that you know, that that's that I see. I, I think the, Dallas is playing the better football, but and 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 sometimes schedules don't matter because you got to play the games. But that's a pretty mm-hmm. brutal schedule to go to Buffalo, to Miami, back back weeks, and then the Lions. I just think that that doesn't mean the Cowboys won't be a force, but I just think that's enough to to eke out a division win for the Eagles. Yeah, they could, and and, and 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 a division win would probably prevent them from having to play the 49ers. Right. Until so, and this, and that's why Dallas is probably going to be taking their these next couple of games very serious because they know that if they play the 49ers, they want to be doing it at at at, at, uh, uh, at Texas Stadium. You but know. you know what I like about this, Gene, and again, mm-hmm. this is coming from a guy who is sitting in Charlotte with a one and what 12 football team. I don't even know what the record is. That's how bad they are. Uh, so, so I, I fu- I'm fully aware that I'm about to take a shot at the team that's sitting at 10 and three when my team's only won one getting the entire season. But what I love about this for the Cowboys, Gene, and I'm mm-hmm. going to sound like Stephen A. Smith here. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't use him a lot. I don't agree with a lot of stuff he says, but I'm mm-hmm. going to go on this. What can go wrong for the Cowboys will go wrong. And what I like about this is the Cowboys fans are seeing this win. We just beat the Eagles by 20. We're 10 and 3. We are a force to be reckoned with so they can get to the highest of highs only to come playoff time to be, be, be brought back down to reality and not make another playoff run. That's what's going to happen because that's what's happened the last 25 years of well, Dallas you know Cowboys football. You know what's funny about uh, uh, doing what we do? Is that you know I have grown up notoriously hating the the Dallas Cowboys. I have worked yeah. with some of the Dallas Cowboys. I worked with Jim yeah. Jeffcoat for a whole year. He was a sports king member, and you know I love to see them lose. But you know occasionally, look, I'm gonna have to you know if I feel that there's something different going on, if I feel look, I I I will say Dustin. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to get here. But you sit in front of me, watch these games at home. Yeah, I want them to lose. I don't mind coming on here being wrong because they lost. Right. But this year, I don't feel that way about the Dallas Cowboys. Right. And I just look. And, and let's go on into our power rankings here because this is probably the perfect time to do this. Uh, according to the score.com. And uh, we used to have uh, Jack Brown. Uh, he's been on this show. A couple of times here. Jack Brown is one of the lead editors for the score.com. So I, I reference a lot of their material. So let's just look at the top five and their power rankings. Okay. Number one, 49ers, two, Cowboys, three, Ravens, four, Eagles, five, Buffalo. Are you surprised that Buffalo is there in Kansas City is sitting below them with a, with a better record at uh, number six at eight and five? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised only because they're 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 kind of they're looking at what's happening currently. So we're talking about right now, and right now, the Chiefs just aren't playing great football, and so I'm not surprised by that. Um, I I don't think that five is far off. Uh, I would probably move some teams around a little bit. I would have San Francisco one. I would have Baltimore two. 
I would put Dallas three because we're talking about right now mm-hmm. and how good of football they are playing. Um, but who who they have four and five? They have the Bills five. Who they have four? They uh, four. They got the Eagles four. The Bills five. And, and that's probably right. I mean, the Eagles are struggling, but they're still sitting ten and three. And the thing about it is, the teams below them, like the Dolphins, the Lions, the Chiefs, the Jaguars, all lost last week. Um, so it's hard to take the Eagles out of the top four. So I would have them four, and I would put. I would put Buffalo five. That's tough. I mean, they're sitting at seven and six, Gene. I honestly would look at putting a team like, uh, if we're talking about just right now, maybe even like Cleveland five, the way they're playing football, or maybe even Denver, the way they're playing football. But that fifth spot can go to anybody. The Bills probably had the best win winning in Kansas City and has some momentum. So I could see them being five. So not not a huge argument there. I would have San Francisco one and Baltimore two. Though. And, and, and looking at the bottom 10 here, so we round out the, the, the bottom 10 here. With, oh, do we with have Kansas to? City. Yeah, we do, because you just mentioned a couple of teams there. Uh, With with the Chiefs being, you know, six, Dolphins seven, Detroit eight, Broncos nine, and Rams ten, two teams. Oh, that's right. Come on. That is disrespectful, Gene, to not have the Browns in the top ten sitting at eight and five. I know they have. They don't have the Well, they got Browns. Look, uh, we're going to stop at ten, but they got Browns at number 11, okay? Okay, so they're right there, but that's – I, as good as Broncos are playing, the Browns are sitting eight and five. They have a, and I mean, listen, they just beat Jacksonville, who is a team everybody thought was a contender. Jacksonville uh, so is number twelve. What a disrespect yeah. to a team that that yeah. made it to the second round of the playoffs last year. You know, made it farther than that, right? Yeah, I don't have a listen. We're 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 pulling straws over who should be what is ten, eleven, twelve. They're right there. I just mm. think the Browns have earned it to be in at least that 10th spot in the top 10. Yeah, I, I, I feel you on that. Well, it's just interesting, though. I, I totally agree with the top five. I do. And I, I look, Cowboys, last five games, they've scored 49 points, 33, 45, 41, 33. So, look, they are scoring, okay? Even though their defense is not, you know, uh, their defense is still good. And, and, and their defense is allowing points but their offense is on point so that's the part it is right there that should be scaring scaring uh um uh, uh fans out there but the 49ers man they are healthy they are are uh you know five wins in a row after losing those three they came back after that bye and they haven't lost a game since so this thing is just heading right where we think it's going to be heading and the ravens i think the ravens and the 49ers are looking forward to a date and and in uh, Las Vegas, but I can also see Dallas and and uh, and Buffalo heading yeah. for you know Buffalo. Buffalo I can just, get in there with a losing record. Yeah, those those top teams are going to be there, so I'm looking forward to that. But I really just can't wait to watch those last playoff spots in each conference these last couple of weeks because you just talked about it five through ten, even ten to fifteen. Most of those teams even either have the same record or they're sitting within one game of each other. So there's going to be a lot of shuffling going for those last four playoff spots two in the NFC and two in the AFC. Yeah. So, and uh, we can, you know, towards the end of the show, but I, look, so we got to make our picks. Well, look, Dustin, you, my man, uh, this week you were seven and eight. Okay. And I am nine and six this week. And we know that, you know, Dolphins, Eagles, Packers, and Texans killed you. Steelers, Packers, Dolphins, Texans, they, they got me. So, Overall, you won 12 and 92. I'm 122 and 66. Thursday night game is the Raiders and the Chargers. And let me tell you, 
I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. After look, after seeing the Raiders not put up anything, and then seeing the Chargers, you know that that week they uh, played the Patriots. I, I they don't have Justin Herbert this week, so I don't know what's going to happen. You got you you're probably going to have two rookie quarterbacks going against each other Thursday night. So I I don't even know. Do I even have a coin I can just flip? <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing. Flip me a coin. <laughs> I was actually going to go look now and, and Google what the rest of the sports schedule looks like. Are there any NBA <laughs> games? Is there any hockey games? Pickleball? I, we, but we got to pick this game, though, because... Where is it at? Know, is it at the Chargers? It, it's at... Uh, uh, no, okay, wait a minute. Uh, that's a good question there. So, uh, no, it's, it's in Las Vegas. I'm taking the Raiders. Listen, All right, uh, that's okay. how. That, and listen, for, for me to take the Raiders after they didn't score a point last week off of a bye week is saying something of how I feel about the Chargers. And I already thought that the Chargers were a train wreck to begin with, with Justin Herbert. And now you tell me, Gene, and I know the Raiders don't have anything to play for either, but at least that defense plays hard for Antonio Pierce. The Chargers, to me, with, with them already being out of the picture, with no Justin Herbert, that locker room, knowing their coach is going to get fired has absolutely nothing to play for. So I'll take the Raiders out. Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders too. Uh, they just, you have to do something better. You have to do something, man. I, look, although I think Antonio Pierce, any chance of him being the head coach next year, that, that's out the window. Yeah, it's, it's, absolutely, it's absolutely out the window. And I, and I thought maybe he had a chance because the players love playing for him and things like that. But he, he, listen, he's shown he can be a good assistant coach. That's no knock yeah, on him. And maybe yeah. he will be a head coach in the future. I just don't think it happens right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't think – look, you have to – you have to – I don't – I'm not going to say they had to win. A win would have been nice after the bye, but you just cannot – like, like did they not even – like, what did they do during the bye week? Did they even <laughs> – did they even go to the facility? They're, they're in Vegas. What do you think they did, Gene? <laughs> did they even show up? Listen, I mean, hey, listen, just, okay. the in-season tournament was in Vegas. They were probably at yeah, the basketball game. I know. There's a lot of stuff to do out there now. Something, man. It just it just looked like they took that bye week a little bit too serious. Okay, so three games Saturday. I think we should we you want to pick these now? You want to wait till later in the week? Let's wait till Friday when we do our pick 'em show. Okay. Because I I want to do some research because there's actually three good games on Saturday. Yeah, there are three good games. You got the the Vikings and the Bengals, and uh, you got the Steelers and the Colts. And you got the the Broncos and the Lions. All of these games have playoff implications. All of them do. All of them do. So uh, we'll it's come back. Good, it's going to be a good full weekend of football on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, absolutely, we are going to come back Friday. Uh, I mean, and do our uh, Sports Kings NFL Weekly Countdown show. So Dustin, hey man, it's uh, great. I kind of like doing these post games here because we rarely get to talk about. You know uh, the, the the games that we did our picks here, but we just didn't we, we didn't do the pregame, so we sort of mixing it up a little That's bit. Right. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show, and we we'll come back. We'll see you Friday here when we do our week. What is it, Dustin? Week fifteen. I'm getting week lost. Week fifteen. Week fifteen show. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Oh, and congratulations to the to the Lakers for winning the in season tournament. Uh, I didn't agree with all the celebration and hoopla because, after all, it is just a stupid tournament, right? I called that okay. Lakers win in the in-season tournament. Just remember that. Yeah, you did. You 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 did. I mean, congratulations to the Lakers and congratulations to the Army for beating the Navy. So I have just a couple of shout-outs here. But anyway, we'll see you back here later on in the week. You've been listening to the Sports King Show with me and Gene Dustin Pfeiffer streaming live here on Podbean and iHeartRadio.